Two, one. Hey everybody, today we declare that the rumors that coaches signed with Sports Thursday are patently untrue. <laughs> Which is good news because this is Sports Wednesday. I like the last part. That nice little twist, Dan. That was fantastic, Maestro, as always. Super. Super. All right. Super. Hello, everybody. This is Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. That means we're going to talk a lot about that one guy whose name we can't remember, but he's a really good thing. <laughs> My name's Pete Brown. I'm the big man on campus. Joining me, as always, he was the first man in the United States to tweet, with LeBron gone, will Cavs take another look at Blatt? <laughs> <laughs> it's the coach basketball legend matt longley how are you coach <laughs> i'm good they really should bring him back very good right and his his power went out for seven hours this week so he's making up for it with rage guitar it's Ooh, the maestro brian hake how are you maestro good i got my firecrackers and my bottle rockets ready for tomorrow so my right before we uh we went on the air so to speak uh, he asked what we were drinking and we both said water and then uh, we asked what you were drinking and you said nothing <laughs> and i know i don't read these situations well but i think you're drinking like a beer or something but you didn't want to talk about it no but i did find that i have this old bottle of uh canadian club yeah on my, up on my shelf here so i i just i just hit it <laughs> feeling good nah. that's the way to start it well canadian club reminds me that this uh, show is coming out on the fourth of july so happy fourth of july everybody i assume it barbecues all across the country people are are gathering up around somebody's iphone to listen to the podcast <laughs> it's just it's throngs of be, people are doing that yes soon to be a, a, an entirely new fourth of july tradition in addition to uh burning yourself with sparklers and, and losing fingers driving. yeah that's right so, uh, very good. So, folks, I want to remind you, you can follow the show on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's at Sport Singular Wednesday, uh, where we have just over 700 followers uh, in growing. And on Instagram, how many followers are we at? 55. Ooh, we didn't, we didn't lose them this time. Nice. Well, I, I think I threw a Cubs hashtag on one of the, on something. Nice. And then we picked up five. There That's you like, go. So. Uh, at Sports Wednesday on Instagram, we post all sorts of interesting things. Although, Maestro, did you post? Did you post the picture of the Stefan Marbury statue that I sent you? No, I didn't. Oh. I, didn't know, I didn't know what that was, and it was blurry. Huh. It didn't meet my my uh, inst, insta. Once snuff. again, my uh, my my suspicions that the Maestro doesn't listen to the show even while we're recording it <laughs> are very Last true. Week, Coach, Coach was so impassioned about the fact that Stefan Marbury has a statue of himself in China. And actually, Coach, uh, I looked into this. He actually has a whole museum yeah. dedicated to Stefan Marbury. I told so, you. It's crazy. All right. We'll try and find a, a better photo so we can pass muster with the, with the maestro and get it out on Instagram. But now that you say that, I do remember, I do remember uh, Coach's impassioned story there. Yeah. Well, speaking of basketball and passion and uh, loving your hometown someone clearly does not LeBron James has, no uh lebron has chosen to sign with the lakers he got a four-year deal worth 154 million dollars uh, which i believe is minimum wage in the nba it is um how's he gonna survive we all saw it coming right when we yeah. all made picks and maestro is the one who picked la uh is plus one for him by the way in the scoreboard i i thought it would either be L.A. or Cleveland. But yeah. people talking about the Sixers or Houston, I was like, give me a break. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, when it came, it was really just a two-man team or a two-team two, two team race to begin. And I don't think Cleveland had really much of a chance either. It would it, He would only go back to Cleveland if everything just fell apart. But, I mean, in him signing with the Lakers, you know, I mean, he gets to go to L.A., but I mean, we'll talk about it. I, the team he's walking into is not much better than the team he just left. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that because clearly, I'm I'm assuming the Lakers promised him that they're going to bring some people in. Correct. Uh, who do they need to bring in? Well, I mean, number one, they have to do everything possible to get Kawhi, or they Kawhi Leonard from the the Spurs, or they have to promise, um, be, or they have to convince uh, LeBron that we'll just play one year with these guys, and then we'll get him when he's a free agent next year, because. I'm looking at the free agent landscape right now and what LeBron needs is he needs shooters and the people that they're signing, Javel McGee and mm-hmm. Rajon Rondo, Rondo, they can't shoot. And yeah. we've learned that LeBron needs shooters around him to, and if you're going to beat the Golden State Warriors, you have to have shooters. And right now this team is not primed. They're, 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 they're just not. So I, I'm not sure what's out there right now, but they're going to have to be very creative. Yeah, and I, I was talking to this guy at the pool party last night, and uh, he was. Talking- I was. I, I wasn't at a pool party last night, Coach. Were you at a pool party last night? That's what I was at one too. That's weird. Yeah, and he said that. Um, we both had a pool know, party. <laughs> he said that LeBron wants to beat Jordan's uh, championship record, right? So, yeah. How many? How many years does LeBron have left? Five. Six? So he's fifteen. He's thirty-three. He's got 15 years on the uh, of damage on him. I'd say he's got. Let's 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 say he could play seven more years, but I'd say at the level he's playing now is four. Right. Yeah. So Three how is four. he gonna? He can't. He doesn't. He can't afford to say, "Oh, I'm just gonna play next." Right. Year. I don't see. I don't think he is. I think if the Lakers said we got to wait a year, he'd be like, "F that." <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, do it now. But for him to get to his what will it be his ninth straight finals? Yes. He has. He has got to be the Golden State Warriors, and uh, they are a team that whenever somebody signs with another team, they get nervous. Today, they just signed to Marcus Cousins. God. I know, Coach, you want to talk about it later, but, we, I mean. That's crazy. That's a, that's a rough, rough road in the West now. Way rough. I mean, think about this. The Lakers, not only would they have to beat Golden State, they're going to have to beat Houston, which is essentially going to bring everybody back, and then you'd have to beat Golden State which has now just gotten so much better with DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, it's just just ridiculous. Do you think LeBron just missed playing with um, Isaiah Thomas? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it is. He missed his little buddy. Yeah, I will say that Rondo signing reminded me of like when the Cavs signed Dwayne Wade. He was a very talented point guard in his time, but he's on the down. He's on the way down, yeah. I mean, Rondo's a backup right now. So here's the thing in the East, LeBron alone really could bring a, a team to the finals in the West. I don't know if he can do it. No, I'm, I, I'm going to say I'll, I'll eat those words, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to keep him on the plate, but he will not take the team that sitting that he's playing with right now. Let's say they don't make the Kawhi Leonard cha- uh, trade will mm-hmm. not make the finals. I, they'd be lucky to make the the conference championship, I think. And is and there- I got- is there Go anybody ahead. from the Cavs that he's going to take with him? Well, I, I honestly, the one player I think would fit on that team would be Kevin Love because mm. he could be the type of, even though they don't fit perfectly, but Kevin Love is the shooter and, and, and he would elevate that team. I think with Kevin Love, they have a chance. Which is hilarious. Which right? is hilarious, yes. But no, I, I, nobody else. I mean, J.R. Smith will probably want to go, but no, I mean, the Lakers are smart. They don't take him. Kyle Korver yeah. could fit on that team, of course. Of course, he Korver could. he fits anywhere. Yes, he he is the He's, piece that fits. It finishes everybody's puzzle. Six highest three uh, three point percentage in the NBA all time, Kyle Korver. Uh, so let me ask you this now: Does Cleveland do they still have a team? Do they continue to play? <laughs> so here's here's the thing with Cleveland: If they keep the team that's that they have. They, they'll make the playoffs. They'll be a seven or an eight seed, and they'll they'll lose in the first round for the next two or three years until they can get these guys off the books, which that's fine. You're, you're now the Miami Heat. Or mm-hmm. they can try to unload these guys. Like if they're smart, they let Kevin Love do what he could do when he did in Minnesota, get to about the trade deadline. He'll average 25, 26 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists, and now his trade market is huge, and then you try to get some picks. Because he's the only tradable asset on that team, the only one. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I bet nobody was happier about this move than Brad Stevens and also the oh. Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yes. Yay. The Ra- who's the Raptors coach? Dwayne, Dwayne Casey. Casey. Got fired? You, he goes, that poor guy. He's like, God. Are you kidding me? That's what Now he's got Detroit, right? Yes. God, the East. Ugh. Well, we'll see. We'll so see. The, the last thing I want to say about this DeMarcus Cousin joining Golden State, I mean, is it almost at a point where they, they've got too many superstars and people are going to start getting unhappy? Well, he's the one that would because he was unhappy in Sacramento. He was uh, he played along Anthony Davis, and I, I feel like he 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 was fine, but they didn't fit because he he demands a lot of touches. The only thing I can think of is he sat down in this pitch meeting and Steve Kerr basically either promised him the world or said, "Look, do you want to win a championship for one year? I can get you a championship, and then you can go sign your max contract." It won't be here, but it'll be anywhere else. So just come and play Golden State ball for a year. You'll look great. We'll win a championship, and then you can go make your millions. That's the only thing I can think of because he is a guy that demands the ball. And he's is there not- anybody leaving Golden State? Not this year. Next year is when they're going to lose. I just don't see them being able to sign – both Draymond Clay Green Thompson. and Clay Thompson. They're going to have to make a decision, which to me, Clay Thompson's going to demand a King's ransom. They'll probably keep Draymond and Clay's probably going to go somewhere else. That's what I, that's what I would predict. Okay. Well, LeBron James on the move. Uh, clearly the basketball universe is now in the Western conference. <sighs> Jesus. Yes. So what's, what small blip we had of hope in the East is now gone. Yes. It's way gone. Noise. Okay. Well, that brings us to uh, Pelotonia. Pelotonia is a fundraising bike ride here in Columbus, and it raises funds for the James Cancer Center. 100% of your donation to Pelotonia goes right to cancer research. So the corporations cover the cost of running the event. There's about four or 5,000 riders. They've raised uh, well over $100 million. I think uh, Maestro gave me the number last week, around 160, 180 maybe. Yeah, and actually there's closer to 8,000 riders, Peter. 8,000? I just can't get my number straight out <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, Meister and I have been riding uh, for seven years since 2012, which was the year he was uh, successfully treated at the James for leukemia. And then uh, Coach joined us. This will be your third year, Coach? This is my third year. That's right. So you can go to sportswednesday.com. On the homepage, we have a link to each of our uh, individual donation pages. Click on the one that says Big Man on Campus. <laughs> make a donation there uh, and help fight cancer. Now, I, I have to talk about the cancer question briefly. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, originally, the cancer question was, I was allowed to ask Hake one question about his cancer treatment uh, in every show. Then uh, it seemed like it was a bit of a downer. Then Coach said he was upset because he doesn't get to answer the question, (laughs) despite never having had cancer. It's just a small detail, right? So... So I did ask Coach a cancer question, and I'm going to play that clip. It was a tough question because as soon as he heard it, he's like, oh, I guess I can't answer the cancer question. (laughs) That's so good. Time for the cancer question. And I have here non-cancer survivor expert, cancer expert, Matt Longley. All right, Coach. When people um, have chemo and they say it makes them nauseous, are they just being babies? He's not going to touch it. He saw the logical end of the joke and he pulled up. All right. So I'm so happy to cut the cancer question. Uh, but then, of course, now we have listener feedback saying I really like the cancer question. Yes. So so here, here's, here's how the cancer question is going to go. I will ask the question. The question is for Maestro. But, Coach, if you think you can tag in and steal it and make it funny... That's what I want you to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. All right. Very good. All right. Meister, are you ready for this? It's been a couple of weeks. I, I'll give it my best shot. Okay. Here's what I want to know. I know you're in the hospital for a long time, right? Like three weeks for the first treatment and then a week every month for a number of months. Yep. When you were there, was there like a, a an internal thing you said to yourself every day? Like... uh I, I kept a journal. That was probably one thing I did. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember who got it for me, but so every day I would kind of get up and do like a to-do list and take notes and do that kind of stuff. So I, if, I don't know that I said anything to myself, but I think I just tried to keep a routine. 
you know, gotcha. kind of do the same stuff every day just to kind of, I don't know, there was some sort of comfort in the monotony of it all. So, so you didn't go to the mirror and say, I'm going to be cancer because I'm good enough <laughs> I'm and I'm enough. smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. I didn't do that. No, in fact, I really tried to stay away from the mirror. Yeah. And do you think, do you think that like having your schedule and your agenda and work to do just kind of helped you move through it? Oh yeah, definitely. Very good. Very good. Well, we're glad uh, Maestro is still here. It's seven years uh, since he was successfully treated for leukemia and uh, looking forward to riding again with you, Maestro. Should be fun. I think it's going to be a hot one this year. I think so too. Hot. 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 Wicked hat. Wicked hat. All right. Uh, And coach, uh, I think you showed good restraint not tagging in on that one. I'm going to pick and choose my places. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, let's move into Act 2. Can I have a little Act 2 music? This is this is going to this is a classic. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, you are there. there you go. Nice work. Hmm. Nice. I try to try to keep it right at ten seconds. That's that perfect. Good love and gone bad. Is that what that song's called? That's thirty-eight. Special. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. That's well go. done. All right, folks. Well, Act Two is going to be all about baseball. And before we get into it, I just want to remind you we've been uh, running a logo madness tournament on the social media. We're trying to determine the best American league logo. Uh, and then we'll do national league next. And then we'll have like a world series of, of logos. And uh, the original voting system just was, was it was problematic. So I, I shelled out five bucks a month for this site called brackets ninja. And now we have a proper bracket. As I look at it now, Detroit uh, tigers are leading the twins. The LA angels are leading the A's and, uh, the Baltimore Orioles are beating the Blue Jays and the Kansas city Royals are uh, beating the Boston Red Sox. So you can head to uh, our Twitter page. It's the pin tweet at the top of there and you can see the link there. I'll also put a link on the, on the show notes page uh, to go ahead and vote. So uh, this vote runs, I believe until 10 PM Tuesday night, which is actually uh, the night before you're actually hearing this. So uh, you go if you go there on Wednesday, you'll be voting in the semifinals. <laughs> nice. All right. That was that. That was a lot of verbiage. That was. But uh, the, any? Did you guys see any surprises in in the voting so far? Uh, yeah, and I like my only surprise was. I mean, it's it's a preference. I don't want the Angels to win. I want the A's to win because I love the colors and I love the simplicity of the A. But everything else, no. I'm glad. I, I'm enjoying watching Boston lose. Yeah, it seems like our predictions prior to you getting that uh, new tool are working out more properly. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to do lots of little bracket tournaments if I'm paying five bucks a month. I do like that bracket. That that, that could be yeah. very addicting. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of them. Yeah. Lots, lots of, of them. Get the National League. Okay. Well, uh, one other thing. Last week we did. Uh, we were breaking down Major League Baseball division by division. Tonight is our very last division, the NL West, uh, which is right before the All Star break. So this all worked out how we planned. But the last week we we did some talking about the NL Central. We had some things to say about the Cincinnati Reds uh, coach in particular, um, about how they appear to be floundering uh, despite winning seven of the their last ten games, and. Uh, you know, I, I did send the link to that show to some of our, our Cincinnati friends. And uh, the response I got here was, let me pull this up so I can make sure I read it correctly. By going a mere 54 and 24, the Reds can probably make the playoffs. Has Longley thought about that? <laughs> which, <laughs> to which I responded, he was told there would be no more. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the thing. that That text came immediately after I sent the link. So I don't think he actually listened to the episode before. So he's assuming. Before, Yeah. All right. But Coach, you said you wanted a chance to right. respond to this. So uh, so 54 and 24, which... Two-thirds of their right, games. Right. If I'm doing the math, that's a 700 winning percentage 
the teams that have won at a 700 winning percentage in the second half are minuscule. There is a small amount mm-hmm. of, of teams that have actually done it. Now, so I went back and I did some research. What what teams or how many times have teams come back from large deficits in the second half? Because the Reds are 12. Starting tonight, they were 12 and a half, but I think Milwaukee lost, so they're 12 games back. How many teams have come back from nine games or more to make the playoffs? There have been two. In 2012, Oakland came back from nine games, made the playoffs. And in 2006, Minnesota came back from 11 games. But in both those situations, they weren't at the bottom. They were just being boat raced by the team ahead of them. Cincinnati is at the bottom. They have to jump over five teams in front of them to win that division and win at a 700 clip, probably better, and hope all those other teams fall apart. The odds are not good, Cincinnati. They're just not good. So good. So, Coach, as I'm listening to this, I'm wondering if uh, perhaps this was meant as a joke, and as usual, I miss yes. it. <laughs> totally. Because, <laughs> wow, 54 and 24 is amazing. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. they could do I, it. I appreciate the fire. appreciate the spunk. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds do have a mascot named Mr. Red, and he's a giant With a mustache, hand. right? Yes. Yeah. So, very good for them. Mustache. <laughs> All right, let's get to, let's get to the NL West breakdown. Uh, traditionally, we let Coach lead us through this because he actually uh, knows about these things. While Meister and I struggled to say something cogent, <laughs> Coach, who's in the NL West? Who's going to win it? What's the story, Morning Glory? All right, so teams in the West, you've got your uh, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Giants, Rockies, and Padres. So that's the order right now. Diamondbacks are leading the division. Um, Dodgers, Dodgers, I thought were left for dead, but they've made a nice run. They've brought themselves into second place. And the Giants are, in se- are basically tied for second. They're both two and a half. And then you've got the Rockies and the Padres. I love this division because year in and year out, it's never just a one team running away or even two teams. There's always three or four teams that can that could win the division. Um, and it, it just it adds some drama and fun. And the beauty of this division, too, is the three teams that are on the top, Arizona, Dodgers, and Giants, all have deep pockets. So if they're close at the end, they're going to make moves. Um, and this is an even year. So even years tell you that San Francisco, it, it, it helps them out. They win in the even years. So I'm, I'm liking San Francisco in this. As a, as a huge dark horse, they shouldn't win the division. But I, I, just, I just like the Giants here. They're eight and yeah, two, and they're right? only two and a half back. They're, and Baumgartner is back. He's, I think he's one and two, but he's got an ERA in his last three, the first three games he's thrown back. It's below three. It's like 2.5. So they've got their ace back. And if they need a bat, they can go get it. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to bet against the Giants on an even year. Okay. Why, why is the even year? I don't know. Because they've won the world series on even years. Remember, you know, they, they're basically, people don't recognize that the the giants are like a dynasty. They just don't win it every year. They win it every other year. Yeah. They won, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014. They didn't win it 16, but I'm sorry. Your analysis is because it's an even number. Oh yeah. The giants (laughs) division. We are the sports podcast for the medium fan. <laughs> you sound like a six-year-old. Superstition. It's a total superstition. <laughs> At first, I, thought, I was like, "What? Yeah, it it, it is a superstition." No, and, All I, right, and, and, here's, and here's what it is: even years, those those three teams. There's not one that can that can take over. That's why I say, if you're going to put your betting yeah. on any of them, the one that has yeah. luck on their side, and and you know the Giants are. I, I love Bruce Bochy. He's a great manager. Um, the Dodgers should win it, but they just can't seem to get out of their own way and, and stay healthy. So I don't know. We'll see. And, uh, but you are not seeing the wild card coming out. of No, the cause this feels like the central in the American league. They're going to battle. They're going to basically cannibalize each other to the fact that they're just not going to be able to win enough games. I still think that's going to come out of the central. Um, you know, you're, you're the diamondbacks were your pick. Right. And I, and I, I like that. And if the Diamondbacks can win it, they, they're just going to need some help. They need another bat and they need another arm, but, but all three of those teams do. So it just depends on which one can, and it's all three of those teams are going to be in the market for Manny Machado and which would be very interesting to see which one he picks. 
I wish that Manny Machado and Mike Moustakis had a variety oh, TV show. Machado and Moustakis. <laughs> so I'm looking at these teams. The Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm always a little uncertain about because I keep forgetting when they came into the league. And their fans call them the D-backs. So I'm worried that opposing <laughs> fans call them the D-bag. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, yeah. Now, in all of uh, this league, I have owned an L.A. Dodgers hat. That's my only hat. And I've been to a Colorado Rockies game. And that's my only stadium I've been in. What about you? I've had, I've had a Padres hat, a Giants hat, and a Dodgers hat. Never a Diamondback. I think their logo and their uniforms are hideous. Have you seen their dark gray uniforms with the dark pants and the dark gray shirt? Yeah. Oh, they're so uh, – they have the worst uniform. They, they might have the worst uniforms in baseball if Miami Marlins also didn't have a uniform. Um, but yeah, I've never had a Rockies hat either. And I haven't, I've only been to San Francisco, but I went to, um, I went to Candlestick Park and watched the game. I have not been to the new stadium. Nice. What about you, Maestro? I have no connection to the NL West whatsoever. Never owned a hat in any of them? Never been. Nope. Oh, but don't you have a boss? Don't you, you have a Brooklyn Dodgers hat. I have a Brooklyn yeah, Dodgers. Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, so that, there's a connection. And and in all your trips out to LA, you've never gone to a Dodgers game? Uh-uh. We've talked about it, but uh, no. Chavez Ravine. Yeah. All right, so uh, this is going to be a great race to watch if you want to see a real competitive this is the fun come one. down to the wire. This is the fun yes. one to watch. And, of course, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks – Quite famous for keeping John McCain up late so that he babbled incoherently <laughs> his Senate hearing the following day. <laughs> I guess I guess I, I guess that's coming out. Well done. Well done, Diamondbacks. Okay. Well, speaking of hats, it's the one segment I can't quit. Noise. What hat are you wearing? Coach, you wearing a hat tonight? I am wearing a hat. Is it a professional sports team hat? It is a sports team hat, not professional. Not professional. Not professional. Ambush! Yes! I am finally wearing the ambush hat. <laughs> ambush is oh, yeah. the, uh, the competitive little league team that coaches, coach coaches and uh, Maestro's uh, kit plays on. So That's two weeks awesome. in a row we've had a correct hat guess. How about you, Maestro? I know. I am wearing a hat. Mm. Sports team? Mm. No sports team. No sports team. Is it a place you visited? Nope. No. Does it say? Uh, oh, no. Does is it is it your hat? It's that's it. It's a hat. It, it, it's a hat that it has a lot of. Uh, is it your eye poop standing up hat? A lot of history. A lot of history with with Peter Brown. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. A lot of history with Pete Brown. So it's mm-hmm. got to be... Mm-hmm. Also known as BMOC. <laughs> I, I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm going to guess that it's got uh, like a little guy who with funny hair playing the recorder and it says life is good. <laughs> Is, uh, it does have a little does have a little guy on it. Is it a former workplace you guys both worked at? Kinda. Oh, it's a Blue Monkey Books hat. Oh. Got it. Yeah. Well done. The startup that never was. That was that was my whole retirement plan, Maestro. <laughs> I can't even yeah. get into it. But uh, we did get hats made, so that made us legit. Oh, you got any left? I want one. That's right. I, yeah, I'll get you. Right. Does your hat does yours fit funny? Mine always fit a little funny. Yeah, it, it's it's a little funky. <laughs> a little funky. Yeah. It's got the it's got the unnatural uh, worn tears on it. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, very trendy in two thousand four. Yes, I remember those. Okay, Peter, you wearing a hat? No, I'm not. Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters. <laughs> Hoopsters is the greatest basketball-themed board game you've ever played. You haven't played it because why, Coach? It's not to market yet. It's not to market. Yep, every week we do a little update on our efforts to get this amazing game uh, 
built into the market. Uh, we, we've been spinning our wheels a bit, but Coach now has the prototype board and he's been playing a lot of games. Coach, what are you learning? I'm learning we've there's a few tweaks we can make, but I'm also learning that um, I'm losing a lot of games to my kids, which uh, they're enjoying. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So that's why we keep yeah. playing more games because yeah. I got to keep playing till I win. And I thought it was interesting that you started using an app to keep score. That was kind of a neat. Yeah, idea. and it makes it a lot of fun, you know, because you're sitting there and yeah. you see the score. It feels it's fun. And you immediately texted and said, "We need to build." Yes, I did. Scores. It'd be fantastic. That's right. And for rules and for scorekeeping and for videos of the sick dunks we made. <laughs> yes, highlight films. That's right. All right, folks, well, to sign up for the Hoopsters email list, just go to hoopsters.store, plug in your email address. You can also go to sportswednesday.com and click on newsletter. The next four subscribers will get a Magic 8-Ball pen, a pen that actually takes the burden of decision-making off your shoulders. And Coach, you've got one. Uh, how's it been going once you've turned your life over to the Magic 8-Ball pen? It's been great. I, I won the lottery last week, and uh, this week um, – I want it again, which is amazing. Nice. All right. You better sign up, folks. Yeah. Coach wouldn't lie. All right. That brings <laughs> us into Act 3. I have no idea how long the show's going because we're in three different recordings. <laughs> <laughs> let's have an... I, we're doing great. I let's think have we're an Irish great. intro into some guitar music. Mm. Okay. Well, everybody, I can't say buckle up anymore because I'm getting a lot of grief about it. So all I'm going to say is tie your shoes and get ready to sprint because we're going to play some music. Nice. I appreciate the. I think he's turned it down from eleven. Maybe that was what was causing our recording. I think that's earlier. the right call. Right. Yeah. Act three. Uh, we got some updates here of our ongoing scoreboard for uh, sports knowledge supremacy. Last week we all picked winners in the College World Series, and uh, Oregon State Beavers won. That was a big win for the coach and for uh, also sexual predators. <laughs> Did any of you guys watch any of those games? I did not. I did not. So, I watched. I watched highlights. So, did you hear about the the game too? No. So Arkansas was winning, and it was pretty much a formality. Oh yes. And you know how baseball is. Like one bad thing happens, a couple bad things. Is it a foul ball? He dropped it, yep. didn't he? And uh, and the next play was yard shot. Yeah, I did. I did see that. Yep. Yep. So Oregon State won game two. Also, in, in game three, they had a um, a pitcher for Oregon State. He's a freshman, and he had pitched three times in the last week, and twice he had pitched over 100 pitches within three days. Wow. Yeah, and they were like, that, that's got to be something you got to stop. That's that's bad. That's gross. That's bad judgment. They said, well, the kid didn't want to come out. I'm like, yeah. well, sometimes you don't listen that's to the right. kid. Coach, coach is big on pitch counts, uh, but I should yes. say, right? Like, don't, don't you think it's part of a college coach and even a high school coach's um, mandate to take care of those? Yes, kids? Yes, they have to protect the kids from right. themselves because they they don't want to come out. And sometimes you have to make tough yeah. decisions, and that was a tough decision. I mean, they won, and that's great, and and, and I'm I'm hoping his arm is fine and there's nothing wrong, but. Man, that's just a yeah. scary thing with an 18-year-old. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, and I even think, like, if this kid's going to have a professional career, what are you doing right. for him, you know? But, yeah, uh, I covered a girls softball team once that went all the way to the state championship game. They had a very good pitcher, and I said to the coach, what's the strategy? And he said, we're going to ride her arm all the way to state. <laughs> and that's what they did. And in softball, you can. Yep, and I should clarify uh, when I made the sexual – Assault joke. Uh, Oregon State has a pitcher who has uh, who's a sexual predator or was. Yes. Right. And uh, and so that's a little context there. Coach told us about it last week that nobody drafted him because of of his past. And but it looks like a team might sign yes. him now. We still don't know his name because medium, medium sports talk. 
So plus one for coach Oregon state. Good job. Way to pick it. Way to pick a team of solid upstanding <laughs> players, coach. Yeah. Way to, way to go coach. Nice 50, 50, 50. Pick yeah. There. Well, you know, I just got lucky or unlucky either way. All right, guys. Uh, do you guys any pull points this week? I am pool less this week. I am too. I got a dollar Well done. Yeah, pull is uh, an app we use. Uh, it tracks our workouts, walking, running, riding a bike, and actually, I learned kayaking. Oh, that works. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, peace. Yep. And uh, after I went kayaking for three hours this past weekend, I looked it up online, and you burn a lot of calories kayaking more than that's you awesome. So, um, so you're going to pedal your bike in Pelotonia with your arms? Yes. No, I'm just going to have huge arms to go with my massive legs. <laughs> That's plus one to the big man on campus. All right. And then we said World Cup locks of the week. Now, Maestro, uh, you picked first. You said Spain, and you said this is the only legitimate lock on the board. <laughs> I, I agreed. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Coach, you were you were furious that, that you didn't I get know. to pick them. Yeah. Uh, but... Russia continues to play out of their minds, uh, as Coach says, and they defeated Spain in penalty shots. And Coach and I went head-to-head, Denmark versus Croatia. What happened to your Danes? God, Coach? Croatia. The the magic is still with the Croats. They're, I mean, sorry, Danes fell apart. Yeah. I'd, I'll tell you. In, it, well, they what Putin's, Putin's got in store for those Oh, Croatians. that's right. Russia, Croatia. That's right. That's the next big game that's coming up. If, if the tables are to believe be believed. I've got my missiles pointed at you, Croatia. <laughs> the tanks will be on the border. I will say this. I watched I watched the the uh, Croatia Denmark shootout. Man, what a tough thing for a goalie. I hate really that. your success is just guessing, yes, right? You're, you have you're to like, guess. he's gonna go this way. Because I played goalie in high yeah. school and it is absolutely mm-hmm. a guess. And when you guess wrong, you look really bad. Yep. So uh, also moving on, Brazil uh, beat Mexico and Belgium beat Japan. Yes. So, Coach, I'm surprised you didn't pick Brazil. You picked Denmark. So anyway, that's plus one for me. Uh, Here are our totals now. Maestro, 74 of 111. Coach, 66 of 111. And BMOC, 67 of 111. So... Still so is trying. that 74 got my uh, LeBron pick in there? Yeah, that's your LeBron pick. That, yeah. I oh, I was that. at 73 before? Yes. And it was 110. And then I was like, oh, All yeah. right, coach. All right. Don't get all <laughs> Lost of the week. Let's, uh, let's stick with the World Cup now. The, the fourth game hasn't been decided yet. So we have three games. Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium, and Russia, Croatia. Uh, and I... Put it in this order, Maestro, Coach, BMOSA, because Maestro earned the least amount of points this week. Where are you going? This is a tough. This is a tough. This is tough now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Uruguay. What? All right. Nice. You're taking Uruguay over France. All right. Well, man, I can I I can hear the cheering in Montevideo from here. I'm taking France over Uruguay. Oh man! Ooh, one to one. I like yeah. it. Yeah, guys have gone head to head there. Pick up some uh, ground. Well, you, you've. I got to stick with the Croats. Yes. I stuck with them all. Yeah, I just can't pick. If you else. didn't, I would have yelled at you. That's right. So, uh, we're hairy people, Croatians, but apparently we're pretty good at soccer. <laughs> apparently, now I will say his, history has said, and I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, that South America historically in in European World Cups. Does not no. fare well. So, so um, what are you I don't doing? Know what I, why I picked you away? You're making. I don't know. Maybe I should get. Maybe I should go with Belgium over Brazil. But how do you how do you go against Brazil? You can't. Yeah. Belgium Belgium's good though, but Brazil, yeah, that might have been a good pick. <clears throat> I'm I, yes, of course you are. Messi and Ronaldo out. Yep. Yeah, they were Argentina played sloppy this whole tournament, uh, squeaked into the quarterfinals. Do you guys think in Belgium they call waffles just us waffles? <laughs> yes, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I mean, do you look at Belgium like I'm looking at the tables right now? 
and all I think is waffles. The tables. You're looking at the tables. So a Belgian waffle. I I, I apologize to any any Belgians listening, uh, and I know that you probably speak French, uh, but oh, waffles. But yeah, I I love waffles too. So much better than pancakes. My old band's huge in Belgium. Really? Are they? No. That's the no, singles. That's singles reference. Oh, so, I gotcha. I will say, so the next round we should we should pick not only our, our lock, but our favorite. Okay. Pick. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And I don't want to throw up another bracket on kits, but I think we should just talk about it. I agree. Okay. Very good. All right, uh, let's move on to trivia. Let's have Coach make some cool trivia tags for us here. Live, go. Trivia. Oh my gosh. That was pretty good. I tried. I thought you were going to like just resort to your Irish accent because that's where you go. I went the other way. All right. So, National League West trivia. trivia. Are you guys happy to be wrapping up our division by division breakdown? Eh, I learned a lot. As a medium fan, I kind of learned a little bit. I can always talk baseball. Like yeah, I learned a lot. I am looking forward to uh, after the All Star break uh, when we can talk on some more generic topics yes. that we've been wanting to talk on. It, you know, it was funny. I was at this pool party yesterday. There's this dude there. I wasn't at a pool party. And. Uh, he was talking. He was talking in a Scottish accent, and his wife's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy in his accents." There he goes with his accents again. Yeah, that guy. What a jackass he is. <laughs> oh, cool, 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 cool. Maya, cool. my wife really loves this podcast. She's so supportive. <laughs> All right. So good. Let's go. Let's go to Maestro first for some NL West trivia. Oh, good. Okay. What do you got? All right. So this is probably an easy one, but we're medium fans, so they should be easy, right? Right. We were talking about the talking about the Giants, right? They won 2010, 2012, 2014. Right. What was the last NL West team to win the World Series? Oh, I know that. It was the Diamondbacks, right? Diamondbacks. What year? So that'd be 2003. Close, Pete. You got a guess? 2005. No, cold, colder. It's 2001. Oh. And uh, that year when they won it, they were the fastest expansion franchise in MLB history to win the World Series. It was their fourth season. Wow. Interesting. It's amazing, and, and their manager was an Ohio University graduate, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Bob Brenly? Who was their manager? I had to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure I would say, and it was an OU. Um, I know it wasn't Mike Schmidt, so it's got to be somebody else. It was Bob. Brenly. It was Bob Brenly. I was right. Nice. Where's he at now? It's pumping gas at the <laughs> the Sitco. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably he's probably in some organization. Those guys get re. He's getting his masters at uh, Phoenix, Phoenix University. University. Ah, good. I got it here. Brendley attended Ohio University in Athens and was a member of the Bobcat baseball team. Nice. By the time Brendley graduated in 1976, he had All-America honors and matched Hall of Famer Mike Schmidt's school record 10 home runs in a single season. Wow, nice. Brendley. Brendley, bring it. There we go. All right. Well done. We should Bye try and get him on. You think we could get him on here? Yeah, we could chase after him. I'd love to chase him. Uh, let's see. He is now a color commentator for Diamondbacks broadcasts. Oh, okay. That's, that makes sense. Yep. And he's got the voice for this. All right. Coach, you got some NL West trivia? I do. And whenever I think NL West, I always think of particularly one player. I always go to my boy, Tony Gwynn. So um, Tony, in his entire career, did not strike out a lot. Like the, There's a number of what, how many times he struck out in a 20-year career. So I'm just going to let you guys try to guess. It is less than 1,000. And more than a hundred. 
but it's not a lot. In a 20-year career. 12 strikeouts. More than that. Okay, uh, 20-year career, I'm going to say 345. Okay. I'm going to say uh, 250. 250. Pete's closest. He did strike out a little bit more than that, just 434 times. So he only averaged 21.7 Ks per season. So to give you a little uh, perspective, right now, current stats, Aaron Judge with 79 games in has already struck out 109 times. He is going to strike out two, if he continues this pace, 218 times. Sure. And but it, to be fair, Aaron Judge's job is to hit the to ball hit home runs. Correct, correct. But even even with the guys that hit for average, even if you go to, it's still just a complete lost art not to strike out. Strikeouts. It's mm-hmm. it it doesn't it it does show that Tony Gwynn was a great hitter, but it's also shown that in today's um, the way that they work with the stats and and everything else with with analyzing baseball, basically we've realized what it's done is the strikeout's not that bad. It's not a. It's not a. It's not really shameful to strike out anymore. So it's. It just shows how the game has changed so much. Also, I had one other. I had one other fact about Tony Gwynn, which I loved. I learned this that they used to call the second day of the baseball season Tony Gwynn opening day because Tony Gwynn used to appreciate every fan that didn't show up for opening day, but the the, the fans that showed up the day after. And his average on those days was 415. So on that day, on Tony Gwynn opening day, which is the second day of baseball, he like knocked the cover off the ball. I just thought that was cool. It's very cool. Okay, some Tony Gwynn trivia coming from Coach. Coach, uh, as as a baseball coach, which uh, which you are, I'm told, uh, do you consider strikeouts to be bad? No. Well, if you're if looking and and letting a pitch come by, yeah, that's the worst. If you're taking a good hack at it, no, because what I always say it's it's a learning, it's an adjustment. The kit that with young hitters, you just have to say, okay, what 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 happened on that? Were you above it? Were you behind it? Did you swing at a bad pitch? If they can learn something from it, that just means the next time up that they'll they'll correct that mistake. Yeah, when I was about the age of the kids you coach, uh, I had a problem in the batting box in that I kept closing my eyes. <laughs> that that I would frown upon. And swinging blindly. Yes. How do you deal with that? Um, I just put you on the bench. <laughs> or, or, or you say, uh, Peter, scoot in a little bit closer to the yes. plate. Put your elbow out and just right. stand there. That, that was great at taking one for the team. Okay, here's my uh, NLS trivia. Everybody knows that the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers originally were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Maestro has the hat to prove it. I'm going to read off uh, four team names. Three of them were actual teams in Brooklyn. One of them was not. Okay. okay. So this is prior to 1890, which is when the Brooklyn Dodgers were formed. So the Brooklyn Gladiators, the Brooklyn Wonders, the Brooklyn Bridegrooms, or the Crosstown Giants. Which one was not an actual team in Brooklyn? God, I want to say the Bridegrooms because that just sounds so ridiculous. But because of that, I'm going to say that's probably in there. Glad- Peter, can you say Gladiators? Yeah. The-, the Brooklyn Gladiators, the Brooklyn Wonders, the Bridegrooms, and the Crosstown Giants. I'm going to say the Wonders. No dream? All right, so I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go Gladiators. Well, you're both ah. right, actually. The answer is the Crosstown Giants is the one that was made up. So there was a, a Brooklyn Gladiators, there was a Brooklyn Wonders, and a Brooklyn Bridegrooms. Bridegrooms? Mm-hmm. Prior to 1890, you know, that's that was a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Bridegrooms. Like you hear, you, you think of this this period, post-Civil War, before the 20th century started, and you just like, like the old gray mare was the number one song. <laughs> But it makes me think: Does bridegroom have a way different connotation prior to 1890? Because <laughs> that's just so strange. All right. Yeah, you, you think I looked into it, but I did not. That brings us to final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> final, final, thoughts. final thoughts. All right, let's go, Maestro. Maestro. Oh, oh. Uh, my final thought, um, and this 
doesn't have to be a deep answer. It's just something that I was think I've been thinking about. Um, when you think about athletes, there's all there's all kinds of athletes, but mainly you have your hardworking athlete and your natural athlete. You think about guys that are just born with it and they just show up and they do it. And then there's the guys that like bust their butt and they work hard and they work hard at it every day and they they have success. Which which one do you guys prefer? Or what not I wouldn't say prefer. Which one do you appreciate more? Mm. That's a good question. Uh I think in certain sports like um like in basketball and in football, I appreciate the pure athlete just because I'm amazed at what these athletic these people that have this pure talent can do ridiculously crazy things so easily because they're just so gifted. But I think in a sport like baseball, the grinder, the guy that that like Altuve is one of those guys. And he's a grinder and he's and he's an unbelievable hitter and he does have hitting talent, but I mean he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but he's found a way to hone his talent and be an MVP candidate. I love that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so I I would say like I agree, like in football or in basketball, with the game on the line or when a big play needs to be made, I think the naturals have an advantage there. Like, I think you work your way into competitiveness, but like just the amazing play that's going to blow your mind in those sports is going to be from someone who just has some sort of talent yes. that wasn't coached into them. Uh, it, but, but I think baseball is the exception to the rule. I think you can really work your, your work your way into competitiveness. Uh, and Altuve, Altuve, I'd love to have him at oh, the game. Me too. You know? And, you know, he'll get, he'll get something going. He might not knock it out of the park, but he'll hit a single, hit a double. So, so we had a reverse Pete and repeat is what, what I'm hearing. Let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's your take on the same dichotomy with guitar Matt players? Oh, the same concept with guitar players. Yeah. Who do you um, want in your band, Maestro? A natural or a hard worker? It really is a very similar philosophy i guess uh because if you think about hmm, that threw you for a loop i yeah, it did throw me for a loop because i, I see i see the i see the pro and con of both just like you would in sports yeah um because the natural sort of musical person that's got skill will bring something just otherworldly mm-hmm to it that you know the hard worker might just be practicing scales and scales or, yeah. or whatever chords and chords and not really bringing anything fresh so hmm. um yeah i would go with the natural all right all right that worked out well okay uh coach let me get my finger on the beeper button right now. <laughs> I, I i've i've already gone through it once so i I've okay. toned it down so you think you're gonna curse a little bit less yes. all right let's let's hear your final thought. well i mean the whole LeBron thing was that didn't bother me as much, but man, this DeMarcus Cousins taking the mid-level veteran exception to go play for Golden State in Ring Chase bothers me immensely, just immensely, because he's literally going to be there for one year. He'll have no affiliation to the team. He'll walk away with a ring. He'll go somewhere else. It's just, and everybody's, it's just this whole West concept of everybody's going West and trying to join these super teams. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's a joke. To me, it just changes. I, I was already pretty much since the team I was, I mean, I, I, my NBA fandom was going to wane a little bit because of, you know, when your team's not as good, I wasn't a huge NBA fan. So it's going to pull me away from following it as much, but stuff like that just irritates me. Like I don't get the competitiveness. I don't get the concept of saying, all right, I'm going to go here to a team that's going to win it again, but I'm just going to join and and I'm going to get my ring. I'm just going to get my ring and mm. I mean and, and right now all I can think of is the the I enjoy this. I'm like I'm such an it makes me hope and pray that Golden State loses just this year. They can win 2 years from now. So it all blows up in his face. <laughs> it just bothers me. Does it bother you guys or is it just me? 
Well, let me ask you this. I mean, is there a sense that maybe he wanted to go and play with Kevin Durant against whom he has had some epic games and epic battles? You yeah. Know? But- like, what about this idea that I want to go play with these amazing, this team moves the ball in an amazing way, and uh, I, I want to be part of it. Yeah, but, but to what if, I mean, so, okay, I want to go be a part of the team that's basically. Uh, also, Coach, I'm told that he got a free oh. hand. Well, then, then I don't know what I'm talking about because if I would have known that in the beginning, I should. I, the full disclosure: I didn't get all that information. If he got a free hat, an old school Golden State hat, great choice, nice job, Boogie. So, what do you think's happening? I mean, should Adam Silver be trying to figure out what do I do to buck this trend of two to three? And, super and, and teams? here's and here's what you do. And and someone made a good point, and I think it's time, and I think they they will go to this. Is that when the playoffs come? Everything's reseeded. So there is no West and East. So you basically can win it, I think, and then every team gets reseeded to the best team. So you basically play against the playoffs. The one plays against, you know, the bottom, the 16. And it's now more of just whoever's the worst team plays the best team. It doesn't matter what conference, which I like that. Then there's no, I mean, the West is ridiculous. Has that ever been done? Uh, not in NBA. I think they did it. They used to do it, and I'm going to be wrong here, but I feel like there was a. Prof- I feel like the CBA did it, which was the old Continental Basketball Association. I believe they did it, um, and they've talked about it for years because this isn't the first. I mean, this past five years isn't the first five years where it's been unbalanced. It's it's time to fix it. I don't know. It just drives okay. me nuts. Yeah. So we'll check into the Continental Basketball Association. See, see how that worked out for them. Uh, I will say this. I, I, I don't understand the complexities of the NBA's collective bargaining agreement, but I do know that these teams that overspend then have to pay a fee back into a pool. Right. right? And clearly that is not deterring them no. from overspending. Right. That's, that's where if I was Adam Silver, I'd, I'd be like, we got to make this penalty a little bit more painful. Or this will just keep right. happening. I mean, Oklahoma City right now, if they finish the year with what they have on the books, will pay $108 in a luxury tax. $108 million. $108 would be great. $108 million. That, I mean, that doesn't yeah. deter them at all to do this. That's crazy. It's going to become like the Harlem Globetrotters pretty yeah. soon. Why don't they all just play a pickup game? They'll just all go to the middle, they'll pick their teams, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. All right. Well, Coach, you did a good job keeping the F-bombs out of it this time, yes. so good on you. Yeah. Uh, my, my final thought, somewhat related, and it's just with LeBron moving back in the news, it just reminds me of just how completely awful and tone deaf his two, when he left the first time oh. and they did the ESPN special and you know he hadn't, he called the Cavs right before they went on air and all of Cleveland was watching and like, I, I cannot think of a bigger PR blunder in sports other than the, whatever major league team signs the sexual. <laughs> from the Oregon State. Yes. And, and then, you know, and then I was thinking about like, cause that happened. And then LeBron's down in Miami having a parade thrown in his honor and saying how many championships he's going to win. And Dan Gilbert writes this crazy, oh. crazy letter in which he promises that oh. the Cavaliers will will win championships well before the so-called King does. Oh. God, <laughs> how are those Cavs teams without LeBron? Not good. Were, were they in the I don't think so. Yeah. And then somehow, despite writing this awful screed, LeBron comes back. Right? <laughs> he works it out with. I, I just I. It's amazing. It's like a, I, yeah, it's so unique in the world of sports. That whole, that whole thing, the way that whole thing went down. And uh, it still baffles me as someone who's worked in communications my whole life and, and look at that. And I'm like, I, I just, so many things had to go wrong and they all did. <laughs> we watched Blazing Saddles recently and, and this is, does it sound like it's completely on point, but there's that one scene where that guy goes, what in the wild world of sports is going on here? <laughs> and I love that line. I use it all the time, and I, I didn't realize it was from Blazing Saddles, but when you were talking about that, Pete, that made me think of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I uh, when I read that Demarcus Cousins signed with Golden State, I said Jesus tap dancing yes. Christ, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> Very I, good. Uh, I say it and again. There goes a good eighty percent of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't go on my tirade. All right, you guys got anything? No, else? that's good. My story, you warm me up. All right, everybody, go ahead and pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head and head to bed. Sports Wednesday is done. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Nice. Sound, sounded great. It did a little bit at the, the end. end. Did you hear that? Did you, you must have just gone just over the 10 seconds. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Download it and can anybody it. hear me? I can hear you. Oh, you can. Yeah. Can you? Can I you can hear, hear Maestro? Yeah, I can hear Maestro. Oh, I can't hear. Him. You can't hear him. No, oh, I. I can't hear Pete. He can't hear me. Oh, I, I. Then why don't we just do the rest of the podcast? I'll just convey what you guys say to each other. <laughs> <laughs>